Hey, what's going on, people? It's Jay Good of StraightOutTheDen.com, and uh, welcome to the Straight Out The Den podcast. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by the good folks over at Audible.Trial.com. Uh, I, I messed that all the way up. <laughs> Audible.com, man. Uh, you guys heard me talk about them, man. They, they are a great company, and what they're bringing is the opportunity for you to hear an audio book for free. So just for listening to this podcast... Um, we're going to give you a free audio book and, and a 30-day free trial. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash straight out the den. That's S-T-R, the number 8-O-U-T-D-A-D-E-N. Uh, go there and, um, you know, check it out, man. Uh, we'll appreciate it. And it shows that you guys are listening to the podcast. So uh, go over there now. Um, today's guest, I want to say, I'm, I'm like I've been working on my introductions, man. So, you know, bear with me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, today's guest... He hit me up on Facebook. Um, I mean, not Facebook. It was Twitter. I think he just, like, you know, added me on Twitter. Um, maybe, like, what, two or three weeks ago, something yeah, like that? Yeah, a few weeks ago. And, you know, like, most of the time when people, or at least this is what I do, when people add me on Twitter, I immediately, like, you know, look on their profile page and, you know, look and see what links are up. So I saw, like, okay, first the, the profile pic or the avatar, that caught my attention. And so I clicked on the link. And when I clicked on the link, I'm like, yo, what did this guy do? You know what I mean? It was like, it was just a, it was a lot of things that were there that were, you know, catching my attention. And I'll tell you what really caught my attention was the animated video. All right. So I saw that as like, I guess your resume in a mm -hmm. sense, you know? Um, and when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I need to talk with this guy because he's doing a lot of different things and he's creative you know, and I was like, I, I want to have that conversation because we try to open up the podcast to, you know, different creative minds and everything. So help me welcome Reggie Perry. And, and I got to say the junior, right? Reggie P Perry Jr. Yeah, yeah. Or if you want to say the, the nobody famous, that's my you know, production <laughs> no, name. Okay, nobody famous. That's what you may may have heard of him from. So um, welcome to the podcast, man. I, I appreciate you coming through. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks for having me. No, no, no doubt, man. So explain it to to us man because like there's so many different layers of you you know what i mean like i'm mm -hmm. i'm trying to look at something all here at the same time so i got you know I, i'm looking on the facebook page i mean i don't know why i keep shouting up shout out to facebook i keep saying y'all name man um twitter is where i found you on and i look here and there's so many things like okay platinum music producer marketing professional freelance designer and you have your own cartoon like, dude, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like you stay busy, man. You stay yeah, busy. stay pretty busy. Yeah, putting work in. I hear that. So, so let's start at the beginning, man. Like, and, and just to let you know, with this podcast, I'm not sure if you heard it or not, but the goal of this podcast is at the end of it, people have a, a better understanding of who you are. Mm -hmm. and, you know, not just necessarily what you do, but mm -hmm. you as a person. Yeah, you know? yeah. So. What came first out of all those things we just named? Like, what was the first layer of, of Reggie? Uh, the first layer, I have to say, probably just be like art, just drawing. Um, growing up, I always wanted to be like an animator. Um, okay. So cartoons, all the Disney cartoons. And then, you know, once Toy Story came out and I started getting into the computer animation, um, I always loved that. Took all the art classes in high school and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, towards the end of high school, I started getting into video. So, you know, it was kind of before, it was way before Vine and all that kind of stuff and oh, okay. um, before YouTube and all that kind of stuff. So it was basically like, I think Jackass had just kind of came out. Okay. So we kind of doing, yeah, 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 yeah. we kind of doing stuff like that. And I remember I, um, I kind of looked like Tiger Woods, like my walking stuff. <laughs> so 
he was in town. Like I, I remember one day just sitting at the kitchen table writing like a hundred ideas of video ideas that yeah. I wanted to shoot or whatever, just little like comedy skits. And um, Tiger Woods was in town. There's like a Falcons game against Tampa Bay, so like all these people in town. I, I grew up north of Atlanta, okay. So it was like over there by the Mall of Georgia and stuff. And um, we went to the Mall of Georgia. I had about ten of my friends, and it's still on like YouTube and stuff. And I walked yeah. in like Tiger Woods, um, you know, set up a putting green right there in the middle of like the main atrium in the mall, and mm -hmm. like did this little skit and everything. We got kicked out the mall. So that was kind of like the um, when I was like, hey, I kind of like putting ideas together yeah, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And um, as we started making videos. We didn't have music for him. Um, it was harder to get music back then. I mean, you had yeah. like the, you know, Napster and stuff like that kind of just starting to pop off. But um, so I wanted to make my own music for my videos and stuff like that. So I made like one or two beats, bought this program at Best Buy for like 40 bucks. What, what was the program? What was the, can you remember? <sighs> I want to say it was all loop based. You just drag and drop loops in there. They're oh, all like 90. I think acid. Was it acid? It wasn't program? acid. It was, okay. it was like Magix or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, remember Magix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was that. It was like the hip hop one. Every beat was like 90 or 95 BPMs and yeah. they all like, time stretch automatically. So Man, you took me back with that, dude. Yeah, I got that. Um, and I was like, started dragging loops in and stuff. I was like, hey, these are like some, you know, some cool little loops. And then they had like the drum sequencer in there. Um, and then before I know it, I was just like hooked on music. Like I had got FL Studio, it was probably like three at the time. Yeah. Um, and then just started like making beats just all the time. Man, that's crazy, dude. Like, as you're telling me this, I'm just thinking back, like, and, and the thing is, like, people, they always, they, in the comments, they like to talk that I always bring up that I have a background in music production. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's how I got my start. And all of those programs you were naming, like, I remember those. Like, mm -hmm. you know, just with the magics, like, you can, it was magics with a, a X, I think. With an X, yeah. Yeah, and you can just drag and drop all your different loops and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, you're trying to build things to make it make it happen. And I was just like, you really took me back just then with that. Um, so you you have this thing going where you, you, you know, you're creative and you're making these videos and, and you're catching the attention because I mean, you got kicked out of the mall. So mm -hmm. something you had to do something right to get kicked out yeah. of the mall of Georgia, you know? And so you get kicked out of the mall and you're doing these things and you decide like, man, I want to make my own music, you know, really as the backdrop to your videos, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. How did that turn into, I guess, a career making these beats for your videos into somebody calling you for production, man, it went from, it went, it started with that, um, and then like shortly after those videos, we just started kind of making songs or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and they weren't good. They were just like, I had, there's like a couple of crews like around where I grew up who were like, had like a following and all the high schools and stuff like that. And, um, I remember like one of them taught me how to use like a step sequence on the, on a mm -hmm. Casio. Yeah. Another one taught me how to write hooks. Um, and this is all in, this is literally within like probably five or six months. So oh, from wow, the time wow. I started to like, when I'm starting to like network with all these people, and they're showing me things. And I remember that summer when I graduated high school, I was 2001. I was just like, man, like I want to do this as a career. Like I just want to be creative. I want to make music. So I went off to, um, to Georgia Southern. Mm -hmm. I was down there and I started like meeting a couple people like my homie. I still make music with him to this day. He was, um, next door to me in the dorms oh, and wow. he heard me like making beats and stuff, knocked on the door. He came with a cassette tape. <laughs> we put it in and we just kind of networked and um he introduced me to like other bunch of people because you know a lot of people from atlanta would just all go down there from the same school yeah, and stuff yeah. um so i kind of started like networking meeting a bunch of people and then just like making beats i like, go to class make beats make songs just pretty much every man, day it, it sounds like you know everything was so organic man just um that 
you know, you're working and somebody's literally hearing you make beats, mm -hmm. you know, from next door. And it's like, man, like, you know, I can rap, but I need production. And, you know, it's yeah, yeah. kind of kind of teams up and work out like that. That um, that that being down in Georgia Southern, whereas I mean, I guess at the time, what what year you said was that? This was like 2001, 2002. OK, so, so yeah, was, yeah, yeah, we, we were probably we we're roughly around the same age. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's just like because when you said tape, I was like, man, hold on tape. Yeah, I was, you know, it like, was at the end of the tapes, right? Yeah, you you the, could still burn CDs. Yeah, in, you could burn but, CDs. Yeah, yeah. It was like when you had like the two and the four X burners. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Taking yeah. like thirty minutes to exactly. fifteen minutes to burn a CD. Yeah, I got you, man. And so you know, you have this situation. Everything's going, and you know, you're starting to, I guess, kind of work your way through everything. Do you get that break when you make your way back to Atlanta, or did you make this happen while you were still down in um, Georgia Southern? Um, I mean, it was. I was really starting late. So, I mean, I always kind of had music in me. Like, I had a guitar that was gifted to me when I was, like, 12 and stuff. But it just never really stuck with me until, you know, I was, like, to the end of high school. So, I was really starting late. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I had to just, like, hustle that much harder and, like, kind of put that time in. So, I looked at all the first few years of just, like, getting better, learning how to, like, actually produce people and, like, kind of guide them in the studio and say it like this instead of that, all that kind of stuff. And, you know... Again, this is before YouTube and stuff. So I, me and my friend, like we were really into like technical aspect of it too. So like we had books on engineering. Yeah. We had books on like what a producer actually does, you know, in the studio, what they're responsible for, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like we're really going through it. Like it's almost like a, another college course on the side of yeah. being in school. What was the name of that book? I'm interested. One was just like, uh, I, it was, I forget. I forget. Yeah. It was just a book on just music production, like what they do. Like what it talked, about, it gotcha. broke down like the budgets and oh, you know man, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So it was kind of you know before it, what a music producer kind of does now. Gotcha. Um, yeah. As far as hip hop goes, anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I always look. I always approach it as that as like yeah. a business and things like that. Um, so in 2003, I transferred from uh, Georgia Southern back up to North Georgia because it was just like closer to my hometown. Gotcha. And um, I was 21 then, and I linked up with some people from my hometown, and we actually opened up a studio. So um, we started doing that, you know, pushing, just pushing the beats and stuff like that. And I was also selling like on SoundClick and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And it wasn't like it is now. So it was like if you, you know, put in 100 bucks. And you had some really decent deals or some decent beats, like you'd be number one, number yeah. two on, on SoundClick back then. So I did that, put some money into it. And I'm just like selling a bunch of beats online. And then like we had our little studio, released a couple of projects and stuff like that. And it was a cool learning experience. I was young. I was still I was in business school and, you know, just yeah. learning like real world business and how it works. You know, I want to ask you about because uh, you mentioned SoundClick and. I remember that. I mean, the company's still around and they're still, you know, it's still moving. How, um, I guess, and you're, you're kind of before it became flooded, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, um, how did it work for you in uh, that transition? Was it something that you, because I, I'm trying to think, I, I, I vaguely remember SoundClick before it's now when there's like 80, you know, thousand producers mm -hmm. on there and, you know, they're they're cranking out. 100 beats yeah a day you know type yeah, yeah. thing like so how was it back then you know what i mean when you were kind of early in the marketplace when i got on there man basically what i did i was real heavy in like forums like future producers and mm -hmm. illmusic.com and, and forums back when like forums were really big yeah so i would get on there and i would just kind of like network with people because there's a lot of like rappers on there on those sites too and be like hey like i got beats whatever or i'd be putting up my um beats for like review or whatever so yeah. like you know you just kind of like you listen to somebody else tell them what you think and then they let you know you know they think of yours um and that's kind of how it's starting to drive traffic to it 
And then what I would do was I would do three beats. I would just lease three beats for a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So I bought, a, I bought ads and then it was like, you know, I'd make a couple hundred dollars like in a week. And then I would just take that money, put it back into the ads. Yeah. And then like before I know it, like one of my songs or beats, whatever got to like number seven, then another one got to like number two and then like number hovering around the top 10 for like about two years. Yeah. And I'm doing like, you know, three beats for a hundred bu- bucks, just leasing them. And then I would do exclusives too. Yeah. And and that was pretty much work for me for, you know, those couple, last couple years of college, just like getting hit up emails, getting those PayPals and emailing out beats and stuff. Yeah. And just kind of hustling that way. Man, you know, I, I like the stuff that you're talking about, man, because like, you know, the thing about this podcast, a lot of a lot of the people that listen are, you know, either upcoming artists, um, MCs and who've, you know, they're, they're trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of them are trying to figure out, you know, exactly what to do in this this environment, whatnot. Um, you know, you 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 said some stuff where I can tell that you're very business savvy because like, you know, you was like, I got this money. First off, you, you bought an ad. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, that's unheard of you know what mm-hmm. i mean to buy an ad for your beat so you're you're and what what kind of ad was it like google ad or what no 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 it? this was before like all the adwords and stuff yeah um you know people do that now there's course like you can yeah. look up courses and stuff for like google adwords and stuff but what it was is like you can get basically in the category on SoundClick, like hip-hop instrumental and if gotcha. you want the banner on the top of the page for 24 yeah. hours it might be like 100 bucks or if you want a featured beat like on the top of the charts it might yeah. be like 50 bucks for a day and it got, but but the, the the fact that I'm what I'm really trying to bring out is that you invested in yourself, yeah, and you know you expected a return after you invested into yourself, you know, and you know I'm seeing all these different layers, man, of the stuff that you do, and you know you you go from the production thing and, and you move on to what's next? Do do are you um, platinum producer first before everything else takes off or does it come back into that? Like what it came, it came back into that and okay. it really came from, uh, networking and, and just putting in the work over the years and, and like who I met and stuff because after the whole sound click thing, mm-hmm. after the whole, um, you know, starting a label and record and, uh, yeah. recording studio and all that kind of stuff. It's like, I basically graduated like that, the business folder, that was like a first hurtful thing. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. the first business that you, you know, create and that dies. So I remember um, going back home and like we had put a bunch of money into equipment, got a bank loan, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have anything. I had like an old computer. Um, I always had a bunch of computers around and stuff. So I actually literally just took different components from different computers and pieced them together to make a computer that, was, yeah. <laughs> you know, would run Fruity Loops. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I remember I was working. Um I got my tax return, went and got a new computer, and then just kind of started back over again. Yeah. Um, and then I graduated, and I was at home for about, I think, about nine months. And I started, like, messing around out in Athens a lot because Athens used to have a really vibrant hip-hop scene, like 2005 gotcha. to about 2007. So um, I went out there, started networking with people, meeting people, um, and I got, like, a show, and then I did one show. Because I started, I was rapping, too. Okay. So, it's, like, a lot of times I didn't have... Oh, are we going to be able to get bars from you today? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. I don't really rap anymore. So, he's like, I'm retired. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> but, um, so, I was doing that, and I got, yeah. like, a performance or two. And then there's, like, beat battles. I remember, like, one night, you know, I was out there, and there was, like, a radio show. My boy had a, you know, had a hip-hop halftime radio show mm-hmm. out there on, on the radio, college radio. So, I was literally doing that show, and my homie was, like, representing me at a beat battle. Oh, man. Um. <laughs> you know off like down the street yeah, so i yeah, did yeah. the show go up to the beat battle and i'm like in the finals and i like win the beat battle and stuff like that so it was just like a lot of 
a lot of just really just being yeah. out there, being seen, you know, putting in the work. And, um, you know, MySpace is popping in. So I was doing all of the little stuff in MySpace, yeah. using the friend adders, like doing the auto comments. Like, you hey, know. Man, what you know about top eight, man? All that. You know <laughs> what I mean? I top eight before you can do the top 12 yeah, and 24 Yeah, man. And all it's that, like, but... I remember that when they increased it to top 12, you're like, man, I was using that top eight. That's crazy. Like, yep. just to see technology just, mm-hmm. you know, move so quickly. So, man, you know, uh, uh, the, the constant thing that I'm hearing that even though you're not saying it, like I'm, I'm gathering from what you're saying is that you always had your hands in all types of things at mm-hmm. one time. It was like you didn't necessarily put all your eggs in one basket. It was like, look, I know I have a passion for music. Let me rap. Let me let me just get my hand and everything that I can that's still in the same field of, you know, mm-hmm. of music. But let me do as much as I can. And now so you're in Athens you're doing these shows and, and you're starting to get notarized as as somebody that can rap and you're getting notarized as like mm-hmm. a guy's winning these beat battles mm-hmm. um when when did it come to the point because I, I think we were, we were talking about um the transition to the other things that you're doing mm-hmm. because you say you had to come back in, in order for the music to, to mm-hmm. progress so what happened that made you kind of wait on the music for a while and focus on like the, the other creative things that you do um that was really more i mean this is the thing like when i was doing all the music and things like that mm-hmm. you talk about like investing in yourself and everything like to me um that goes not just with the music but like with the design with the websites all that kind of stuff yep. like i had like a background a little background in web i was always on the computers i was always drawing and things like that so a lot of things that i would do along the way which is kind of like my focus now is like design and web mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff is as i was doing music i was creating my own artwork i was doing my own covers i was building my own websites and yeah. all that kind of stuff you know what yeah. i mean editing my own videos like everything renaissance man, man. so know. i was just doing all of this yeah. as i was like doing doing the music you know what i mean and kind of learning it it was kind of just like a i guess you could just say auxiliary just yeah that kind of popped up from me doing the music because i needed all that kind of stuff i needed marketing plans i was writing marketing plans i needed to reach out to bloggers so i was reaching out to bloggers and networking with bloggers and all that kind of stuff gotcha um and then you know after athens um pretty much i networked i did all the shows i was performing at all the bigger venues Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and then i was like had opportunity to move to california so i went to la and then um just hit the ground running out there pretty much that you know i'm i'm loving your story man because there's so much um there's so much dedication and just like faith in your story you know like that to to go to california like that opportunity what was that opportunity and why why choose that over staying here in georgia i always i like wrote about it and i talk about it a lot but to Mm me um there, a lot of music comes out of Atlanta, but mm-hmm. the industry is still like New York and New LA. New York and LA, absolutely. You know? yeah. um, I don't like the cold. I had a couple friends <laughs> in, in LA, so I chose LA. Like I went to visit, I loved it. One of my friends would always like hit me up. He went to visit before me. He's like, yo, you're gonna love LA. He still yeah. lives out there to this day. Yeah. He's like, you're gonna love it. It's like, it's perfect for you, all that kind of stuff. So when I had the opportunity to go, um, I went. So I had lined up like an internship, um, a couple internships before I went out there and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, got out there, started looking for jobs, landed a job, and then just started like networking with the music. That's dope, man. That's dope. So, you, how long did you stay in LA? I was out there about three years. Three years. Mm-hmm. Three years. And so, what what brought you back to Atlanta? I guess then. 
Um, just a lot. I had a child. Okay. Um, you know, I had a daughter that was born, and then um, I was started focusing on. I was always working with the youth and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff as well. So around the, the end of um, my time in California, I started like kind of putting out fillers, like starter program for kids, like teaching okay. music production, all that kind of stuff. Dope, dope. Um, it didn't really turn out in in Cali, but about three or four months after I moved back, mm-hmm. um, I was sitting down in, in the basement and came up with a name and a logo and like a business plan. I already had kind of like a bunch of notes and just put like in a formal business plan. And then three months after that, that's pretty much what I was doing was like working with like at risk youth, teaching music production and songwriting. So yeah, let, let's talk about that, man, because um, I know when we were initially trying to set this up, you were telling me briefly, like you had something to do with, with that. Mm-hmm. Um, what exactly is that company, you know, the name of the company uh, first off and, and, you know, um, you, you say you talk with uh you teach at risk um youth like um that that program specifically um in in the is that just metro atlanta or is it it was um like i kind of it ended kind of ended i guess you can say like i still trying to do some things here mm-hmm. and there and trying to kind of take it in a different direction but i mean for four and a half years that was like what i was doing that was, okay um and basically it was like I did some stuff like around Atlanta. I did some stuff like up like Gainesville area. Then a lot of stuff out in Athens as well. That's just kind of where when I started like reaching out to school districts and things like that out that way was kind of where like a lot of people like really receptive to it and things like that. Okay. Um, So yeah, I just um, put the fillers. I was like, Hey, I want to like teach kids music production and songwriting. This is my idea. I had some friends that were teachers and things like that. They introduced me to some people. Um, The first one I got in was green County, which is like, east of atlanta probably like okay. an hour um, i was doing a lot of driving it like a lot of driving <laughs> it sounded like it <laughs> but um so we started there mm-hmm. um and we were just gonna do two i remember we we're gonna do two days a week um and so many kids signed up we had to do four days a week Man. so i had like another job i had to i quit that job and just dove right in with that um and then that following year i was in like in a couple schools in athens um and then out in green county and then mm-hmm. started getting like summer programs like around Atlanta and Gainesville man, and things like dope, that man. um and over the four and a half years probably worked with about you know 15 1600 kids man. um a lot of music done a lot of music videos um took them on field trips like had them perform at A3C took them to man, SAE cool, to like go walk through the studios yeah. and then see what the school was like all that kind of stuff man that's that's great man because you know a lot of times people have so many talents and they kind of forget that mm-hmm. you know you you can help, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean, and, and just to hear you tell that story, man, it's, it's inspiring. Um, during that that those four and a half years, uh, are there any of the students who you still kind of keep in contact with? Some of them, yeah, for sure. Um, I got one. Um, he's like a junior now in college, oh, and man. he's like doing performances and stuff like that. I got another a uh, couple other like little crew, and they were doing um, like a lot of performances around the city now because they graduated a couple years back. So you know man, they're like cool, twenty, man. pushing twenty one now. Um, but, you know, I met some of these kids when they're like, you know, 14, 15 years yeah, old, like, yeah. you know, ninth grade, 10th grade. So, you know, and, and, and it just goes to show, man, like that small thing that you did really impacted their mm-hmm. lives. You know what I mean? And, and that's the thing that that's so great about that story is because sometimes and I guess I can speak from a little personal experience myself. Growing up, I had a father who was always into music, so mm-hmm. I always had access mm-hmm. like, you know, 90 percent of, of the equipment that I have came from my dad you know what i mean yeah, it's same just with like, me and my record yeah. yeah so it's like having that that access 
made a world of difference when I started to transition and do music. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of the people that I know, you know, and it may not even be music, it could be something as simple as, you know, wanting to be a doctor or wanting to be an engineer. A lot of those kids don't have anybody to show them how to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like tell a kid that wants to be like, I'll, I'll pick a, something crazy. Like I want to be an animator. Mm-hmm. Most kids growing up, don't have a clue about how to become an animator. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how do I do that? And most parents, you know, will be like, even if they want to be supportive, they can't give that child that type of information. You yeah, know, it's yeah. like, I don't know the first thing about being an animator. Now I do. I can call you. I can call a couple of people that I mm-hmm. know. But for the most part, you don't have that. You, you don't yeah, have those that resources. Yeah, yeah, those resources. And so a kid can have the passion for something and completely move away from it. Mm-hmm. because they didn't have anybody to help fill that void in their lives, you know? So I commend you on doing that, man. That's just so dope just to hear that. Um, so the the music, I, mm-hmm. I don't want to move too far from the music. I know we, we got the animation and all, all the other things to get to. The record specifically, what was the record that you um, did that really propelled the career um, from a music uh, producer standpoint? Yeah, um, it was uh, this artist Wax. Um, I met him out in Cali. We did a bunch of work together and things like that. Um, and he was real big on YouTube, like doing a lot of freestyles. Like he had his like five minute freestyle, which was like just crazy, all yeah. this kind of stuff. Um, and basically he was working on this uh, mixtape and he was like, it was like Interscope and like Def Jam and a couple other labels like interested in signing them. And he was just like, you know, send me some beats, or whatever. So I sent him like three beats um, and he made it. I didn't hear nothing from him for a while. And this is like 2011 when I made the beat. Like I remember it's like March of 2011. Um, and then that summer, like July, like late July, he emails me the song called Rosanna. And he's like, I think this is going to be a hit. Yeah. So like I listened to it and it was like, it was crazy. Cause it's like, you know, I'll pull samples from everywhere mm-hmm. and then I'll like use construction kits cause they're royalty free and just like flip them into just something totally yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was this mariachi like Mexican music and all (laughs) this. Right. And I've like put some hip hop drums over it and I did some stuff to it and it was just different. Like it was just Mm -hmm. a different song. It was catchy, but it was just different. Um, and he released a mixtape, um, announced the whole Def Jam thing that he got signed to them. And then it just song just kind of sat there for like a while. Yeah. You know, um, it got picked up like on XM radio. So that was cool. So, Oh yeah, I got song XM radio. Like that's pretty cool. But I didn't really think nothing about it. And then literally uh, 2013, which is like two years later after he sent me the song, they did a music video for it. And the music video got like a million views in like two or three days. Mm -hmm. And then like in a week, it was like three million views. And in a couple months, you know, it was like about five million views. I was like, all right. And it's like MTV, like it's on MTV and all this kind of stuff. So it was real crazy. I was like, all right, this is like popping. This is crazy. Um, So... That went on for a while, then it just kind of died down. Like that was like late, I want to say late 2012, like mm-hmm. around like September, October, something like that. And I didn't hear nothing about it. He went on a tour like around the United States, um, 2013. I went to the show and I'm talking to his manager and his manager's like, yeah, it just, um, Warner Brothers just picked it up for Europe. And you know, it just sold like 50,000 copies last week or something like yeah. that. I was like, all right. So <laughs> like literally it is, you know, I'm getting text messages every few days, every week or so. Yeah. It's like you it just went gold in Germany, it just went gold in Switzerland, oh, and then it just went and it was platinum and it's just like, you know, twenty million views and thirty million views on YouTube and it just like it just blew up. So yeah. it's got a publishing deal from it and 
it, it was crazy. It was, it was an interesting that's, experience. That's um, you know, that story alone really just shows patience. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean, you really have to have patience because, I mean, for one, you say you you gave him this record in January of 2011, and more than likely, I'm sure you almost forgot about it, right? Like, by yeah, the when I sent him, yeah, the beats yeah. and stuff, I didn't even. I, I, it was a total surprise. It was yeah. like late. I was coming in one night and I saw the email and I was listening to it, you know? Yeah, that's crazy, man. And just to see it, like, I mean, you literally had to wait two years to really see the impact of, mm-hmm. of a record that, you know, was one of three that he yeah. was like, man, I think this will be a good record for you. Here you go, you know? And that's the thing about music. Like, you know, you never know what music will do. Yeah. I mean, and even now, you know, we're in a microwave society with, with music and people are constantly, you know, tomorrow they want to know what's the next thing you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah, that that time factor of waiting doesn't happen as often now you know most most people are like you know if the record is not moving in three months it's, mm-hmm. it's done deal like this yeah. record is not going to move you know so for you to wait two years man and see how that record worked that's that's true testament of patience man um what else was in the works for you as far as production-wise? Or is there other things that you say you got a publishing deal mm-hmm. um, from that record? Was there other artists that you worked with? Um, a lot of just like local artists and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of uh, what I was doing over the years to kind of like build up my name as a producer was that I would just reach out to, you know, any artist that might have been like coming up on the blogs or any artist who, you know, kind of had like a following and things mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, hey, like I'm going to. I'm doing this mixtape. I want to like showcase my production, but I want to like showcase like y'all rapping on it. Gotcha. So that's kind of how I like met a lot of people. That's mm-hmm. how I met Wax. Um, I mean, it was people like I had like Bo Hagen on the song. I had like Dom Dom Ken- Kennedy on the song. Yeah. Just people like that from just like networking, be like, hey, like I think you're dope. And these are like early, this is the early days and yeah, stuff like yeah. that for a lot of these people. You know, and they went on to do like crazy things. You know, so that's kind of how I was just like networking and doing my music throughout the years. And that was kind of like my main focus as a producer more so than, um, just trying to get like placements here Chase, and there, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And then also a lot of like, you know, TV type stuff, um, you know, background music, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then I actually scored my homie did like a hip hop documentary and I like did the music for that whole documentary and things like that. You know, I, I'm glad you mentioned all that stuff. Like our last uh, podcast, we had, um, an artist by the name of Marissa Janine and she was a songwriter and, and you know we had that conversation on chasing placements mm-hmm. and you know how that that can be a very frustrating process of yeah. you know you're you're just you're making you end up creating music just for it to get placed as opposed to yeah. you know creating from the heart and so you know during that that transition she realized like there's so many different things that you can do mm-hmm. just like you said you know you can score music you can get music placed in in music and television yep. there's so many different avenues as opposed to trying to get this record on the next you know it yeah uh, person's album you know what i mean so just knowing the ins and outs which is the thing that a lot of people don't realize that you know everybody sees you know they want to be platinum yeah and they don't you know they don't want to do the work for it so what's this transition man into the animation well i guess not even really a transition it's more so of a um I guess coming back to it, you know, in Mm -hmm. in a sense, because like I said, like, honestly, I'll be completely honest with you. If it wasn't for me seeing the animated video, Mm -hmm. we probably wouldn't be having this conversation right now. It was like me seeing that and just like, oh, this guy's detailed for Mm -hmm. you to even put a, well, it was like, I forgot how long it was, but it, you know, it was was like a couple minutes, like a couple of minutes, but like for people that haven't seen it, like you should definitely check it out. It's just, if you want to know everything about him besides listening to this podcast, you can go back and reference this video and it's like, you know, a two to three minute clip 
animated and it's just like it's genius the way you put it together so um no no problem man so first off where did that that come from the animation portion um of your career how did you start to get into that more so uh, you know the later part of your career Mm -hmm. um basically uh, like i said i always wanted to do it Mm -hmm. there was a show a few years back called life of times of tim that was on uh hbo so it was like two seasons or maybe i think it was two it might have been three and Mm -hmm. then it like got canceled but it was this marketing guy, and he was um, he's just the one that came up with the whole Budweiser frogs back in the day or whatever. Oh, okay, okay. So he did this, like, short kind of just, like, hand-drawn cartoon for a HBO short yeah, um, film festival at one and all that kind of stuff. So I love that show. Like, I love animation mm-hmm. and things like that. So I was doing a mi- I was doing a mixtape of just like all of my production from like you know before I moved to Cali out to pass when like when I moved back to Georgia basically, yeah. um, and I basically kind of just bit that style of animation and I did this thing to where like what producers go through it's kind of like what pro- rappers say type thing yeah, like on yeah, YouTube yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like me in the studio and this rapper comes in and he's talking about he wants a beat and stuff like that I tell him the price like he ain't got no money and all yeah. this kind of stuff so like it's like two or three episodes or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. and we kind of like use those as trailers before like I did the mixtape and we i think we did it on dj booth so they were like posting it up and all that kind of stuff um so after that it just kind of evolved into like a full basically show so i did about like six episodes but like three of them up on like being reggie.com like you can Mm -hmm. see the episodes i did one like just kind of stuff that like i went through or known people who go through and stuff just like real life stuff so one's like um online dating another one is um I don't know. Just, just a couple. Just like a, a lot of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw one. So that's where the that's where the um the resume came from. I just okay. used that style from a cartoon. I was like, hey, I'm gonna put this resume together. I'm gonna do an animated, and you know, just kind of show everything that I do. Gotcha. Now I, I don't know a whole lot about animation, man. So take me through that process. Like, what it, what exactly is it? You know what I mean? From point A to point B to it's uploaded on the internet. Like, yeah. Um. I mean, I'm not gonna say like I'm this you know, amazing animator by any means because I'm, like, still learning a lot of different stuff. And, like, when I originally started doing those those clips and, like, the first few episodes of the show, basically it was just, like, I draw a picture, Mm -hmm. like, hand draw it, I scan it into the computer, um, I drop it in Adobe Illustrator, and then I outline everything and color everything. And then I was doing it, like, basically almost like the hand way, like they would do old, like, Mm -hmm. movies and stuff because I would export like four or five pictures with the mouse in different positions and like okay. the hands in different positions and then i would sit there and chop it up oh, to the audio so it took a long time like yeah. i timed myself um one of the episodes um i think it's called like the gucci belt episode that's yeah. on the being reggie it literally took me about 35 hours worth of work to do wow. for like five minutes clip you know yeah um but then i kind of got a little smarter i was like hey i can use adobe after effects for this and then you can use scripts that's gonna like move the mouth to the um to the to the audio and things okay. like that. So it like picks up the audio, moves the mouth how you want it. And you can like add wow. keyframes and move arms and stuff like that. Yeah, man. I, that's, that's a whole nother world. That, that yeah. seems like it takes a lot of patience, man. A lot. Like a lot it definitely of takes a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I'm seeing that man. And I think like the resume itself is just something that clearly, you know, will catch anyone's attention. Like, you know, it goes back to this thing. Right. And, and watch, watch what I do here. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, Put it out here you have an animated you know series in a sense to um or animated resume mm-hmm. to keep people attention yeah. while they while they see it and you know i i gotta i gotta bring up our sponsor um audible 
they came up with a genius idea. There are so many books out there. Um, and if you're like myself, um, I don't like to read a lot. Mm-hmm. However, I do like to listen. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen, you know, so many different podcasts that I listen to. And, you know, when I saw this company that they actually, you know, have audio books and some of them are actually um, narrated by the authors mm-hmm. themselves. Um, you know, they, they listen, you know, I'm listening to this and I was like, okay, if I can listen to a podcast for an hour and I might listen to three podcasts a day sometime, yeah. why can't I just check out a whole book? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, um, I, I felt they were a great fit. You know, I'm doing a podcast, they're putting out audio books. So, you know, I say all that to say there's over 150,000 titles. Um, just go and check out the audio books, uh, audible trial.com slash straight out the den. We're going to give you a free audio book and a 30 day free trial very simple process just go there and sign up and uh, just make sure that you go to that link and you straight out the den and, and you'll get your free audio book along with the 30-day free trial it's over 150,000 titles and if you got an mp3 player iphone pretty much any device that you have in your pocket right now that you're you're walking into um around the streets or listening to this podcast on you can play the audio book so just go there it's free gift from me to you um now that we got that got the business out of the way i, I do want to go back into your story a little bit um Everything that you're doing, man. So we have the music, we have um, the the animation, we have the, the teacher. Um, do you feel, is there anything next for you? You know, if that makes any sense, like, is there anything that you feel that you haven't done that you would like to do? I'm, I'm kind of focusing more now on like design, okay. um, like web and graphic design. So, um, and like a little photography too, just picked up a camera not too long ago and just kind of learning all that mm-hmm. and just kind of just adding, I guess, to the, to the war chest of skills. But, um, I'm taking a class right now on like web design and development and just kind of learning, um, you know, more CSS and JavaScript and things like yeah. that. Um, you know, just adding to my skills. So that's pretty much kind of like my focus right now. And then I'm kind of working towards like tossing around an idea with a couple, couple friends, um, about, um, kind of doing some sort of like scholarship program for kids, mm-hmm. like to teach them how to learn how to code and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, they write an essay and then, you know, the winners, there might be like five or 10, they get like Chromebooks or like, you know, netbooks or something like That's that. Cool, and like man. a membership to Treehouse, which is like what I'm using to learn. So they can learn how to code and we'll like, you know, coordinate meetups with them and have mm-hmm. them go to tech companies, Atlanta Tech Village or something like that. Um, and things like that. So it's kind of like a couple things that's on the horizon right now. Oh, that's cool, man. I, you know, I'm, I'm starting to think that coding is like the new Spanish, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like they should teach it in school. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, you know, it's, definitely. It's at the age now where, I mean, I, I, I know some coding, you mm-hmm. know, from, I mean, I maintain my site. Mm-hmm. So you have to know something. You yeah, know what definitely. I mean? And, um, you know, a lot of it's trial and error, man. I've, I've literally broke my site before trying yeah. some different things. And, and I forgot to, um, what's the one thing they tell you, you should always have a backup copy of whatever you're working on. And yeah. I forgot to do that. And I completely crashed my site in the early stages and, you know, had to download a new a new file mm-hmm. to get it to work right. Yeah. But, yeah, man, I, I really think, like, coding is, is the way to go. You know, there's so many things that can be done uh, just taking the time to learn it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm hearing you say that you actually took a class and – I think that kind of goes back into like the the type of person you are, like being able to humble yourself and say like, okay, I know that I want to do this, but I don't know everything about it. So Mm -hmm. let me sit myself down and, you know, try to learn um, more from it. Um, Is that something that have you always 
had that type of, you know, mentality or is it something that you kind of just learn through the process of, of having your own, you know, your own career? I think it's something I kind of learned along the way, um, especially like with music. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many people doing it. Yeah. You know, it's so hard to do anything in it. And like I was starting, like I literally started like when I was 18, like making mm-hmm. beats on like my first beats, like when I was 18. So yeah. I knew that I had a lot of work to do, like a lot of work to do. Yeah. So that's why I was always like in the house on my computer, like making beats, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then on the forums, like discussing beats, like how do I do this? How asking yeah. questions, how do, how do I do that? And then YouTube comes around watching videos and then, you know, even making my own videos, be making videos and stuff. Cause like when you teach other people, you learn through that too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do like a lot of uh, beat making videos for different people and sites and stuff like that. So it was all like as those years progressed, I was just kind of like, what? I just always like wanted to learn more. And then like once I was out of school, like officially, and I can just learn yeah. what I wanted to learn. Yeah. Like I was just like it was just you know 100 miles per hour, just going at it, just learning like all the time. Like, even to this day, like it's like you said, podcasts and stuff. I listen to two or three a day. Yeah, you know about business and about you know just self development and all that kind of stuff. You know just to get better every day. Man, you know the podcast phenomenon is is it's amazing to me because there it was a while maybe i mean maybe like five or six years ago i remember well no actually it was it was probably when i was in college like um i guess the time of when the ipod was yeah. you know um first being introduced and you know i saw this thing about podcasts and i was like well what's a podcast and you yeah. know i kind of didn't pay attention to it yeah you might listen to a little bit of one like it was kind of yeah, boring like, or okay, something uh, yeah all right they're just talking you know yeah, what i mean yeah. and then it's like it's it's amazing now not only having my own podcast but the fact that i listen to podcasts all the time it's mm-hmm. kind of like wow you yeah. know what i mean and it's just that thing it's it's like that element of radio and a personal conversation kind of you know, found this way together and, and you know, it's in your ear all mm-hmm. day. And, and it, you know, a lot of people that I talk to podcasts clearly, like, you know, it, it just really helps them get through their day. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's more, it's probably 60, 65% podcast for me than the rest of music, just because yeah. it's kind of like, you know, when you, even when you're trying to learn and get better at something, it's kind of like you can learn from other people's experiences and things like that. Absolutely. So it's like you might not have people around, you know, they say like the five people you spend the most time around is who you're more like, yeah. the most like. So a lot of people I listen, like most people I spend the most time around are the people who are on these podcasts, yeah, yeah. you know, these great <laughs> business thinkers and, and things yeah. like that. So that's why I listen to it and that's, you know, and focus on man, that. Man, absolutely, man. I, um, I was, I found this, um, Entrepreneurs on fire. I don't know if you. He does one a day. It's crazy, man. Crazy, dude. And I was just um because I've, I've I've ha- actually had this podcast for quite some time, but I've been you know I, I rebranded it and just kind of relaunched everything. Mm-hmm. And you know I found um, entrepreneurs on fire when I was you know looking at how can I make this podcast better. We're always trying to improve. Um and you know I found that they had like the. Uh, it was like maybe 20, 23 steps or something like mm-hmm. that, where you can each video is showing you what to do with a podcast and all of this stuff. And, and I was just like, man, I wish I had this like, you know, two years ago when I started podcasting. Yeah, yeah. Cause I kind of got out there just on like, I was listening to like one Epstein podcast mm-hmm. and um, maybe, well, I was listening to combat Jack at the time. I think it was one Epstein. And I was just like, man, it's cool. You know, they're talking hip hop, you know, and I just kind of got out there and just started doing it. And 
I was like, man, if I knew all of this information now, you know, yeah. things could have been a whole lot better. But I mean, it is what it is. But that that's a good one. And, and um, I don't know if you heard a startup podcast. I've listened to some of them. My favorite one is uh, Lewis Howes' School of Greatness. Haven't heard. I have to check like, it out. Like he has about a hundred, and I think he's up to about one hundred sixty. He does about okay. one or two a week. Um, they're about an hour long, and I listen to it. Like I listen to every single one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's some good ones, man. I I do listen to a lot of hip hop podcasts, but I've been lately been trying to venture off and like listen to some stuff like the Entrepreneur on Fire mm-hmm. startup. Um, I did catch the Serial podcast. I think. Yeah, man, everybody, I think everybody yeah, called Serial. Everybody in the world called. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, I'm waiting on it to come back. I was like, what's going on? Like, what? When's the next? Well, you know, they got to do a whole another case and stuff. Yeah. So I know, I was like, like where, while, where's yeah. the case? Like, you know, so it's trying to wait on it. But yeah, that, you know, so it's just this, this whole thing, man. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at where it is. And, and honestly, sometimes I'm still kind of like, man, how do people sit down and listen to you? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it, I don't understand it. I'm just like, it is what it is. I yeah. just go with it. You know, they're listening. So we're cool with it. Um, Man, what else, man? I, I don't want to, I don't feel like I want to leave anything out your story, <laughs> man. Like you, uh, you gave us a lot today. You gave us a lot. What, what is you know, what am I missing? I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Like, for me, it's just about just being creative. Like, mm-hmm. that's what fuels me and what drives me. So it's just like as long as I'm creating and it kind of ebbs and flows. Like, right now, it's not really music right now. It's mm-hmm. more of, like, the visual stuff. And then it might, it probably will get into video. Then it will probably circle back around to music. But yeah. it, I just kind of go with whatever I feel because I don't like to force it because you can tell when something's forced absolutely so i just don't want to force it like if i feel like you know working on a website today that's what i'm going to do if i feel like you know shooting some video today that's what i'm going to do and yeah. i just kind of just let it flow that way that, that's that's the cool um thing about independence man like mm. when you can actually have that that freedom to to work on whatever you want to work on and, and like you said not force it yeah you know that's that's the key to doing something and not forcing it um so we got we got the music we got the animation we got the web design and, and the photographer and and so much stuff, man. Like, how can people connect with you if they want to, you know, see the things that we've been talking about, you know, on this podcast? What's the best way for them to connect with you? Um, you know, the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram. That's all under Nobody Famous. Um, and then, you know, kind of like art stuff profile would be like reggieperryjr.com mm-hmm. um, or like reggieperryjr.tumblr.com for like kind of visual stuff. Um, yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. The Nobody Famous, where did that come from? It came from, uh, it's about, shoot, about 11 years ago now. Like, my friends, um, my good friend James, who, like, I started, like, learning music with mm-hmm. and, like, reading all the books and stuff. He kind of, we started off with hip-hop, and then he ventured into, like, rock, like, punk rock and stuff okay. like that. So he had a punk rock band, and they used to practice over my parents' house, like, when I was in college. And we were sitting outside, and... um like the singer's girlfriend that was talking about a movie, some like indie flick or something yeah, that yeah, like yeah. nobody saw, but it was like really dope. And someone was like, who was in it? And she was like, nobody famous. <laughs> and then I was like, I like that because for me, like I'm not really like a out in the spotlight yeah, type yeah, of yeah. person. I'm just like behind the scenes. I just gotcha. want you to like see the art or hear the art, Absolutely. the music, all that Absolutely. kind of stuff. And just like it for what it is. Not yeah. because I made it. Um, so I, and then plus I always thought it looked cool. Like, cause producers were like, that's when like Neptunes and Timberland, like yeah, really man. like the name of a producer really started meaning a lot more. Absolutely. So you said like produced by Neptunes. So I was like produced by nobody famous. And they're like, well, who's it by? It's like, no, like nobody, nobody famous. famous. Yeah. yeah. So that's no, just kind of where it came from. That's a classic name, man. It's definitely a classic name. So look, man, make sure y'all, um, just follow everything. Um, this guy, he has a very interesting story. I'm happy that he came on the podcast. Um, now, we do have this last segment that we do. Um, it's called Vinyl Conversations. There's actually two parts. 
since you're no longer rapping, I won't have you do that part. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we we have people freestyle, but um, you don't have to do it, so no worries. But all right, you see these records over here. So mm-hmm. what I like to do is uh, I want you to randomly pick a record from each crate, um, and when you get those records, get back on the mic, let us know what the records are, and then just give us a story from those records. Anything that comes to mind, you know, it can be um, maybe something from your childhood or whatever comes to mind. We see those records. Okay, cool. Right. So we got. Uh, one from here, one from here, and then one down the blue crate. And just, you know, at random. So just pick one. Yeah. Pick it at random. I hope I have some kind of <laughs> memory to it. Yeah. Uh, Alright, we got one. Alright, we got two. You got, you got a bunch of all kind of stuff there. Alright, so, you know, just get back on the mic. Um, <laughs> and, you know, just give us a story, man. If it's something that you don't um, recognize or is not familiar to us uh, or to you, just let us know what, you know, what you grab from it. Alright. Uh, I want to say I've seen this before. It's Natalie record. Mm-hmm. I might have sampled something on it. But I'm not sure. That's all it that really comes to mind now. The Natalie Cole. I, I can't think of which. Is that just a self-titled record? Yeah. Okay. But I probably have. I probably have that in the crate. Yeah. Um. It's a big, bad, beautiful day. It has a camel on it. Yeah, the cover is crazy, man. Like a camel with. Uh, is it some chucks? Yeah, it looks like some chucks. It looks like it's a. Um, Probably kind of like a folky rock type group. Yeah. 70s for sure. Um, something I'd probably pick up at Goodwill. Oh, yeah, man. Look, I tell people don't sleep on Goodwill. Goodwill, Value Village, all those thrift stores, mm-hmm. man, you can get some of the best records in your life. All right. And then this is the Porter and Berlin favorites. So this looks like something I would probably also pick up. On Goodwill at Goodwill because it has orchestras in it mm-hmm. and I like strings and horns. Um, what year is this? As I say, uh, it's probably like Somewhere. seventy or something like that. Yeah, but this this would be something I would probably pick up because I know there might be one or two good little sections, some breaks or something that has some cool horns and stuff on or some good vocals. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, man, that's it, man. Like, you know, we can't do the cool part of it and actually put the record on and have you freestyle. Yeah. I, I won't have you do that, man. But um, I do appreciate you coming through, man. Is there um, any final words you want to leave with the people before you uh, get out of here? No, man. I mean, thanks for having me. It's, you know, cool to be on this and then, you know, reach out to me if you want. Nobody famous on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Dope man, dope. Well, hey, I'm Jay Good at Straight Out Den. Um, straight out, the, straight out the den. I can't even say my own name. Uh, you can follow me on everything. Straight out the den. It's S T R the number eight O U T D A D E N. Um, and I've I've said this before, so I, I won't say it again. Um, you guys know. Um, if you're listening to this, then you've already uh, subscribed and rated and and reviewed uh the podcast. So um, if you haven't though, please do. Um. But uh, I like to leave you guys with a word, some words of wisdom. So if you're listening to this and um, if you have a dream, research that dream, pray on that dream and work until that dream becomes a reality. With that being said, I'm Jay Good at Straight Out of Den. And we out.